0: This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Kirsten, or our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name is Kirsten Longbottom, and I am joined by EPFR's Director of Research, Cameron Brant we'll walk you through what we were looking at in the data that EPFR tracks last week, as well as what we look for in the upcoming weeks. Cam, we've kind of had a a bit of a break from our usual weekly discussion. Um, What's been most interesting over the past few weeks
1: to you? Well, um, in some ways, uh, it's been a a few weeks where the only clear theme has been uncertainty. So this might be... Uh, an ideal time to resume our discussions because with uh, China's uh, manufacturing news, uh, all of a sudden uh, investors actually have a positive thing to focus on. The latest week's data showed um, the uh, longest, and it wasn't terribly long, but the longest run of outflows for dedicated China equity funds in about 18 months came to an end um, flows into Hong Kong funds, bumped up to nearly a one-year high. And uh, we saw some some significant activity at the sector level, which actually you might be able to bring us up to speed on.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of sector funds, uh, we did kind of see this the balance between China and U.S. not moving in the same direction. Um, U.S. has seen... Inflows for industrials, infrastructure, and utilities, while um, China sector funds have seen inflows for mainly healthcare and technology. Uh, Inflows for China healthcare sector funds climbed to a 17 week high of $336 million, and a lot of this was coming from the promising signs of a rebound post uh, zero COVID policy. While US healthcare has struggled with outflows in seven of the last nine weeks, Um, we did see. China technology sector funds, um, they've only seen one outflow in the past 30 weeks. And that was during the second week of February. Um, Comparatively, US tech funds have seen only one inflow during the last 14 weeks, which was the first week of February. Um, Tech layoffs have influenced demand here, but the labor market still appears strong. Uh, Flows this week hit a 51-week high for Hong Kong technology sector funds. And so both Asian markets helped pull that headline number positive. Um, It was the overall group's third inflow in the past four weeks after quite a a lengthy stretch of outflows. Um, Then for industrial sector funds, they also had a pretty healthy week in the final week of February. Um, Behind the headline number was a 13-week high inflow for U.S. industrial sector funds, mostly ETF-driven. Three funds had aerospace and defense mandates, uh, which relates to our kind of current news going on around the Ukraine and Russia conflict. Um, and then two were construction related as well. I sort of expected to see some interest in silver funds this week, given their industrial applications and and that in industrial sector funds had such strong inflows. But redemptions for silver funds actually reached a 24-week high. Um, and that was as you kind of mentioned, U.S. interest rates were pretty high on the strength of the dollar and had investors kind of questioning the market there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we saw for sector funds.
1: The narrative on where U.S. interest rates will go has certainly changed significantly in a fairly short period of time and the earlier optimism that uh, – the peak was in sight and that uh, the Fed would fairly rapidly uh, switch to an easing bias has been replaced with uh, uh, the uh, peak being uh, probably 50 basis points higher than many were saying uh, during the first month of the year and a much longer plateau uh, than people are, are hoping Though, uh, I should point out that our colleague, Winston Chua, who puts out a weekly liquidity report, uh, devoted some of that this week to how rapidly uh, the U.S. Money, money supply is shrinking. Uh, M2 has gone down a pretty dramatic rate recently. Uh, and when that can certainly set the grounds for a pretty rapid shift from weak growth to recession uh, levels of contraction. Um, so it's all, uh, all somewhat up in the air. Um, the uh, new assumptions on U.S. interest rates is certainly working in favor of uh, short-term U.S. Treasury funds and... Um, uh, and we're seeing a pretty classical response there where since people can get yield uh, in in much safer vehicles, um, the, they're moving uh, away from high-yield bond funds and uh, to uh, a lesser extent emerging markets bond funds and into short-term treasury funds. And uh, we saw – uh, over seventy billion this week move into U.S. money market funds,
0: and that's kind of the the shift for investors rotating away from the riskier asset classes. Am I am I right in saying that?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, that's a pretty classical and predictable. Response, um, you know, I, I was intrigued by what you mentioned <clears throat> regarding silver, and I believe gold funds also had another week of outflows. Um, it has been in, interesting to me how little flows have have taken uh, a turn towards the precious metal funds during the, the bouts of uncertainty we saw last year and this. Um, and while obviously the strength of the dollar is an issue there, you know, the level of redemptions we've seen, you know, argues uh, that there is perhaps some sort of deeper shift going on uh, in investor assumptions about uh, the diversification benefits of precious metals.
0: Interesting. So for other emerging markets besides China, um, the interest we've seen over the previous weeks for frontier market equity funds died down slightly, and the lack of interest in Africa with uh, multiple headwinds facing EMEA equity funds continued. Um, And our country allocations data showed a change in the direction of GEM fund manager exposure. Uh, Can you touch on the reason for GEM fund managers shifting to South Africa and Turkey exposure um, previously, I, I believe that was last year, and why why this is kind of changing into this year.
1: Well, again, this is another, you know, in some ways slightly puzzling dynamic. Um, GEM fund managers, and I would add myself, (laughs) um, were expecting, given the uh, impact of the Russia-Ukraine conflict on supplies of certain raw materials and energy, that Africa would be one of the places that um, the, the search for alternative supplies would take people. Uh, and I, you know, I certainly think the increased allocations to South Africa were sort of part of that. Um, but, uh, the, uh, for investors that hasn't been sort of, uh, a a theme or, or a hope that they've pursued with any enthusiasm, um. You know and i've heard a number of reasons for it, none of which are completely compelling there's certainly a feeling that uh, China has done a very good job of of sort of locking uh, African raw material uh production into their um, supply chains but um it's still uh, again, a little surprising to me. Africa has historically been somewhat uncorrelated uh, with other markets, so when you have uncertainty, uh, investors have ten- tended to sort of, you know, modestly increase their allocations there. Uh, in terms of the EMIA fund universe, we did sort of see at the headline level inflows, but to that and last week. Was tied very much to um, you know, Chinese authorities taking extraordinary measures uh, to support their equity markets when they reopened following those terrible earthquakes that hit uh, earlier in February. Um, so, um, you know, pension funds and brokerages are being given there. Marching orders. And we, you know, last week we had a record uh, inflow into uh, Turkey equity funds, but it definitely came with an asterisk attached.
0: Last year we uh, saw Latin America dedicated funds benefit early from the geopolitical shock of the Ukraine and Russia conflict from an energy and commodity export perspective. And Giving, uh, Brazil equity funds a lift this week with flows hitting a 17 week high was the potential increase in demand by Chinese manufacturer for raw materials. Um, besides the conflict, are political shifts still a, a main influence of investor sentiment? in the Latin America slash
1: Brazil region? I think, you know, that's still a headwind that uh, anyone running a Latin America fund is, is facing at the moment that, uh, you know, the, the sort of uh, top-down climate remains a little hostile to free markets in pretty much every one of the the major countries down there. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know with the possible exception of uh, Peru, which has you know is going through uh, a fairly bumpy period politically. Uh, a lot of the recently elected uh, left-of-center administrations have been in office long enough to realize that uh, a certain amount of pragmatism is going to be needed if they want to create their Conditions for their continued political success. So I do think uh, after a fairly chilly period for that asset class that. Investors are warming back up to it. Um, They didn't ride the uh, alternatives to Russia and Ukraine wave as strongly as as they probably could uh, if the political landscape hadn't looked as chilly as it did uh, mid-year. But they're in a better place now and, and with China's economy looking like it will ramp up. Uh, certainly by the second half of this year, um, you know, I'm certainly anticipating a pickup in flows to to those fund groups.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep everyone updated as to if that happens or not. And um, as well as uh, keep you posted on, on all other kind of fund flow and allocation data that we track. Um, thank you, Cam, for all your insight this week.
1: Good to be back, and we'll uh, uh, charge ahead next week.
0: Sounds good. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the
0: EPFR Exchange Podcast. For more information, visit epfr.com or epfr.buzzsprout.com. Interested in joining Cam and Kirsten to talk mutual funds, ETF flows, and allocations data, or have a suggestion for the topic of a future podcast?
1: Email us directly at kirsten.longbottom at epfr.com.